Welcome home. I'm John Hernandez, and you have tuned in to the CFA Church Podcast. If you have any questions about CFA Church, feel free to visit us at cfachurch.com. We pray that you would walk away from this moment loving Jesus and changing the world. Enjoy the podcast. Y'all, aren't you thankful for a generation that didn't just perform, they led us in worship? Come on, let's thank God for that. And how many understand, too, that doesn't just happen. Um, That is an amazing team of pastors and adult volunteers and college staff. And y'all give it up for all of the people that have been pouring into these kids and our youth. That's a, that's a pretty cool combination, right, of like Jesus and people serving in ministry and the next generation and this miracle offering. Y'all, y'all, this, like, are you sensing something like I am that is absolutely shifting in the atmosphere? It's like gates are opening in this place. It's like, come on, give it up for what God is doing through this. The flow of this offering is just just amazing and what John said is right we're giving it away I'm having the time of my life it's Christmas I'm getting to write little notes to missionaries here's here's 25,000 here's 50,000 here's four like this is fun and that is because of your generosity and we're praying over the the team is praying over your occupy words and and we're believing just for amazing amazing things we're just we're just getting started if you haven't figured this out um Excited to kick off Christmas, and what a way to kick off Christmas with our next-gen teams. And um, excited about this series that God has put on our hearts entitled the, the Songs of Christmas. The Songs of Christmas, because, I mean, let's be honest, when you think about Christmas, a lot of times you, you think about the songs, right? And, and there, are, there are several categories of people here when it comes to Christmas music. Now, the first category is the group that you are the unashamed all out, Christmas music is a 365-day experience. Come on, don't be shy. Wave at me. Wave at me if you were on the beach this summer with your cheer wine and you were rocking around the Christmas tree. No shame in that. It's all right. And then, and then the second group is the, is the I'm going to sneak in some Christmas music before Thanksgiving. And your home is decorated with pumpkins, but you have found 104.7 station two, the hidden station. Do you know about that station? It's the station that plays Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Come on, how many of you are with me? you've, You've slid in some Christmas songs. And then how many of you are like, this is ridiculous. I'm not listening to Christmas music till after I eat my turkey. Where are you at? So we're all, over, we're all over the place with this Christmas music, right? And I, I think one of the things that we enjoy about Christmas music is that most of the time you can sing along. Right? There's not a whole lot of new Christmas songs, although, although I did discover it's not a new Christmas song. It was in the 80s by a group called The Waitresses. Have you? Yeah, ah. <laughs> It has quickly become one of my favorites. And so, and so when I say, and I'm just going to give the live crowd a little bit of a warning. If you've got an if you've got a, uh, Amazon device, cover it up. So when I say in my, in my house, hey, Alexa, play Christmas music. 
All right, good job. But some people who are listening on live stream, their Amazon just went off, and I'm having a good time with this right now. <laughs> but it's on this, this song is on there, and uh, it's, you know, and so it was an older song, but I didn't know the lyrics, and I'm trying to find out who's, who sang it and all that. But most, most Christmas songs, most Christmas songs we, we know the, the words to, and it's, it's fun to do the, the, you know, sing-alongs and that sort of thing. But have you ever been the person... Uh, not necessarily with Christmas music, but have you ever been the person in a room or on a, on a road trip that everybody was singing along and you didn't know the lyrics? Like, have you ever been that person? So I got to tell you this story. A couple months ago, um, there were, there, well, the whole, the whole staff was on a, uh, on a retreat and we were uh, praying and then we were playing and we were having fun. So one of the things that we did is we took a hike into the woods. There, was, there were five of us and it was Wes and Paul and Adam and Zach and myself. And if you're in that picture, uh, watch out because I'm going to start telling the stories. Okay, so, so I'll start with myself. So if you do happen to hear the story, hey, Pastor Doug, I heard that you may have pushed another CFA pastor out of the way as you were running on the trail away from a snake. Yeah, that's true. I'll go ahead and tell you that's true. You say, Pastor Doug, how, was, how big was the snake? I don't know. Pastor Doug, did you see the snake? No. But I heard Pastor West talk about it. And all I know is that I don't have to outrun the, outrun the snake. I just got to outrun one other person. <laughs> so I may have done a little shoving and running. But I will say if it weren't for that shove and run, we may not have stumbled on this kind of cool little hidden trail that took us down to the waterfall area and where we got to jump off the rocks into the, into the creek. And, and we were coming, when we were coming back, uh, we hit the playlist. We hit the playlist, and so Pastor Wes was DJing, and because four of us, Wes and Zach and Adam and I, we grew up, we grew up in the country. Like, we grew up in the sticks. You know, I've told you some of this about where I grew up. You say, Pastor, how far in the country did you grow up? This is how, this is how rural I grew up. The town of the address that I live in doesn't even have a dollar general. That's out there. That's out there. Now, in full disclosure, Kennerdale doesn't. Clintonville, population 431, did get a Dollar General a couple of years ago. And so there's that. And so we're, we're co like, we're country boys. We are, we're just country. Now, Adam, um, you guys help me. We gotta, sometimes we got to remind Adam of where he's from. Sometimes Adam thinks he's from Miami. <laughs> i got to remind Adam sometimes, Adam, you're from China Grove, man. You and your flat bill, Adam, you're straight out of the 28023. That's where you're from, Adam. You got to remember your roots. But we're riding back, we're riding back, and we're doing this, and, and Wes is hitting the playlist, and, and because it's country boys, we are hitting 90s country, like some old school country, like the, the country that Pastor Zach knows every single word to every song to. And four of, four of us are singing. And four of us, and y'all, I'm not trying to racially profile, but I'm just saying that Paul may not have known the lyrics to these songs. <laughs> Paul's a New York boy. 
and I glance back in the back seat, and he's just kind of sitting there observing all this. I said, Paul, you don't know this, too. He said, Pastor, I don't know one of these songs. <laughs> but have you ever been there? Have you ever been the person that everybody, everybody else is singing and you're not singing? You don't know the, the lyrics. And, and, and this morning, here's what I want to talk to you about, is that what about when it's not just a song that's played on the radio in the car. Like, what, what about when it goes a little bit deeper than that? What about when it's during the Christmas season and it's, it's like when everybody, everybody's supposed to have joy, but you don't? And, and everybody's family is supposed to look like a Hallmark movie and your family looks more like a Lifetime movie? It's when everybody else is supposed to have peace, but you feel more stressed than you ever have in your life. And everybody's supposed to know all of the lyrics to all of these songs. And, and there's supposed to be all of these feelings. And you feel like you're lip syncing your way through life. And you're putting on the motions. And you're trying to smile at the holiday party at your office. And you're trying to put on a good face in church. But the truth is, underneath, there's something going on that's causing you not to sing. How many of you have ever been there in your life. If you ever walk through the season without a song, if you do, I think you'll resonate with the person that we're going to look at in scripture. His name's Zachariah. Zachariah and Elizabeth, maybe you maybe you don't recognize Zachariah and Elizabeth from part of the Christmas story and a part of the Christmas narrative, but Zachariah and Elizabeth were getting along in years. They wanted children but were unable to conceive. And one day, because Zechariah was a priest, he was in the temple. And I just got to pause and say, although I'm not going to tell you right now what good thing happened to Zechariah while he was in the temple, good things happen when you come to church. Good things, let me, let me say it this way, good things happen when you serve when you don't feel like serving. Because there's some Sunday mornings that you get up early and our parking lot team may not always feel like serving in the parking lot in the rain. And you may not always feel like being at church early for the kids choir when you were hosting 150 of our students at youth convention. You had 18 of them in your house and you're running on four hours of sleep and, and, and you're giving and you're, you're serving and you're pouring out. And so Zachariah was going through a difficult time in his life and yet he showed up at church and said, I'm still expecting something. I'm still going to serve. And I just am so thankful for the people of CFA that you don't always feel like it, but you do it and you, you keep serving and good things happen in those times. So Zachariah shows up and he's just going, it was another Sunday. It was another Sunday, but you never know which Sunday is going to be your miracle Sunday. You never know which prayer is going to be the answered prayer. And you never know which, which time you ask God. Is. And so Zechariah is going through his priestly duties. And Gabriel, the angel of heaven, shows up and announces to Zechariah, Zechariah, your wife will be with child. And this is not just any child. You will call his name John. He's going to be John the Baptist. And with the spirit of Elijah, he will go forth and go before the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. And he will prepare the way for Jesus. And he will baptize people. People and turn them from their sins and turn them towards Jesus. And Gabriel's giving Zechariah this download, this amazing vision from heaven. But here was Zechariah's response, Luke chapter 1, verse 18. Zechariah said to the angel, how, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Husbands, do you see what he did there? That was smooth. That was nice. <laughs> then the angel said, 
I'm Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news, but now since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child was born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Meanwhile, the people who were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary were wondering why he was taking so long. And when he finally did come out, he couldn't speak to them. Here's Zechariah. It should have been a season of joy. It should have been a season of celebration. It should have been a season where at the office, people couldn't shut him up. He should have been the one, hey, did you hear about what God is doing for me? Did you hear? And yet for Zechariah in the season where it should have been a season of joy and celebration, it was a season without a song. For Zechariah, he didn't have a song because of his unbelief, but it could be a number of reasons why you don't feel like you have a song this morning. Maybe you've lost someone this past year. Maybe your company's talking about downsizing. Maybe, maybe there's some stuff going on in your family that's, that's draining your peace. Maybe, maybe some stuff is happening in your finances. There's a lot of reasons why you, don't, why you may not have a song. And Zachariah, uh, Zachariah it feels like he should have had a song. And, and I know I'm using here just a little bit of, of uh, kind of behind the scenes and, and intuition into the story. But I don't think I'm reading too far to say that I think there may have been times when other people were telling Zachariah what he should have been doing. Like, have you, ever, have you ever been there? Like, you felt like other people were telling you that in this certain situation, you should be feeling this. Why aren't you, why aren't you feeling this way? Like, maybe you just had a baby and you feel like you should be full of joy and you're just tired. Or maybe you lost someone and you feel like you should be crying, but you're numb. Or maybe you just got promoted at work and you feel like you should be celebrating, but you're stressed. And sometimes other people don't have the right to tell me how to feel. Like, maybe tell, like, tell me my feelings are wrong or tell me I need to act. But, you, but other people don't have to tell us, uh, don't have the right to tell us how we feel. And so Zachariah's like, he's really dealing with this. Like, I feel like I should, but, uh, but I'm not. And this was a season without a song. It was a season for Zachariah, uh, probably a season of loneliness. Season where you don't feel appreciated. A, a season where you don't feel like your voice is heard. A season where you don't feel like you have the words to adequately communicate what is going on inside of you. A season where you feel like you have something to say, but no way to say it. A season where you feel misunderstood. But here's what you have to know this morning. Even though you may be walking through a season without a song, even though you may be walking through a time where you don't have peace or don't have joy or, or, or any number of things, you got to know that God is still working in your situation. In fact, I want to show you from Scripture that sometimes it's in the seasons without a song that God is doing his most powerful work and his, and his deepest work. And so uh, you may not find pleasure in your pain, but you can find purpose in your pain. And I want to show you that. I want to give you perspective to see what God is up to in your life. I want to, I want to build your faith from the scripture this morning. Jot these couple of things down in a season without a song. Here's what God is up to. Number one, he is growing and stretching you so that you are ready to receive the fullness of God's promise. 
See, Elizabeth, the mother, wasn't the only one that was carrying a promise, Zachariah was. Elizabeth wasn't the only one that was being stretched, Zachariah was. But what a shame if, Elizabeth, if Zachariah would have become a father, but he wasn't ready to be a daddy. See, to be a father, you commit a physical act. But to be a daddy, God's got to work on your heart. And he's got to work on your spirit. And he's got to do some things behind the scenes so that when this ultimate promise, so that when John was born into the world, Zechariah knew how to steward that promise. And for some of you, God, it seems like you're walking through a season of silence, but God is preparing you behind the scenes. He's building you and he's getting you ready so that you will be able to fully steward the thing that he's giving you. We know this from Zachariah's life because of the first words that come out of his mouth after nine months. That's a long time, that's a long time not to say anything. Like, that's a, that's a long time. Why? No, 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 wives. You don't pray for that anointing over your husband. I see what's going on right now. You're not allowed to pray for that Christmas miracle. Nine months. Zachariah wants to talk and he can't. He wants to sing and he can't. He wants to express his joy and he, he can't. He's, he's mute. You find out a lot about somebody sometimes by what comes out of their mouth. And the first things that come out of Zachariah's mouth, I think, reveal behind the scenes what God was doing during his season without a song. So let's look to the scripture. First words, first words that he says, verse 76, later on there, and you, he says, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us in the path of peace. See, the first thing out of Zechariah's mouth was a prophetic declaration of who his son was. And every parent in the house, hear me. You have that same prophetic voice within you. You're the one that gets to name your kid. You're the one that gets to make that prophetic declaration. See, if you, if you go back a little bit further in the story, everybody else in the village is trying to name Zachariah's baby. Because in Jewish custom and in Jewish history, it should have been a family name. It should have been Zechariah. It should have been whoever Zechariah's daddy was or granddaddy was. And yet Zechariah doesn't name him just something that's coming around in the family cycle. He names him what God said. And so actually, technically, the first words that Zechariah speaks, because everybody's trying to say, no, name him this, name him this. The first word that he speaks is he says, no, his name is is John. And moms and dads, everybody else is trying to name your kid in this society. Their, their social media accounts are trying to name your children. And the bully that they have to deal with in the lunch is trying to name your children. But parents, you have the prophetic voice to declare over this generation who they are, that they are sons and daughters of Almighty God. Come on, if you believe that, give him praise in the house this morning. 
In fact, parents, I want to pray this for you. Would you just lift your hands to heaven? In fact, would you stand? Would you stand? Parents, I want you to receive this this morning. Some of your kids are walking through some stuff. You have naming rights. You have naming rights. You begin, to, you begin to step into those naming rights in prayer. And you begin to, even if you don't see an immediate change in behavior, you have naming rights. And you begin to declare in the heavenlies because of the open gates and because of the power of the Holy Spirit that is within you that my son will walk in righteousness, that my daughter will walk in purity, that my son will be a prophet, that my daughter will be an evangelist. Parents, lift your hands to heaven. Release our prophetic voice, oh God. God, we take our naming rights in the name of Jesus. And in the midst of society, in the midst of the media, in the midst of Hollywood, in the midst of politics, trying to tell us how and who to name our children, we say that they will be sons and daughters of righteousness in the name of Jesus. Parents, you can be seated, but walk in that. Oh, walk in that. But hear me, parents, you gotta do, you gotta do it close, too. If you're, if you're able, I know some of, some of your sons and daughters are out of the home, but if you're able, sometimes your kids hear the voice that's closest to them, and so that means more dinners together and less screen time. That, that, means, that means just some, just some family conversations. Now listen, again, I'm not, I'm not saying some, some, some uh, times they have perfected uh, this ability to make it seem like they don't hear anything that you're saying, but I promise you they're listening, and I promise you they're watching, and we're going to continue to declare over this next generation that they are mighty warriors of God. Amen. Because sometimes what God is doing behind the scenes, it's behind the scenes. We hear the song, but we don't always know the whole story behind the song. Um, have you seen the, the movie about the, the lead singer of Mercy Me, the guy that, that wrote I Can Only Imagine? The movie came out a, a, a while ago, and uh, the, the song, you know, the song has reached hundreds of thousands, millions, Christian radio, and then crossover, and, and all, all of these different things, and it's ministered to people that are walking through losing a loved one, and brokenness, and hurting, and, and so we know, we know the power of the song, but not a lot of people until the movie knew the story behind the song, and the story behind the song is that Bart's, uh, the lead singer's parents, were divorced when he was three years old, and he actually was assigned to live with his father, but his father was extremely abusive. Father had anger issues, and so his father would get cut off in traffic and turn in the back seat and punch his son, take, take out all of his anger um, that had nothing to do with his boy on, on his boy. Um, so this went on for, for years, him Bart growing up under this abusive relationship, but his, but his dad got radically saved, tra absolutely transformed. And so uh, through this, the relationship began to come together and begin to heal. But not long after his dad gave his life to Jesus, his dad came down with cancer. And I think it was about 18, Bart was about 18, and 
from 18 to 19, he was the caretaker of his dad, and just they grew close during that time, and they started to bond during that time, and the relationship with Jesus was going, growing during that time. But then at, at 19, Bart's dad passed away, and, and now he's trying to deal, he's trying to reconcile all of the, the past of the abuse that was starting to be healed, but there's still some memories there, and there's still some hurt, and then this this, well, this anger at God and this frustration of, God, I'm 19 years old, and, and my dad and I were just starting to, to reconcile our relationship, and, and, and you took him, what's going on there? And then he's got this relationship, this on-again, off-again relationship with his, with his childhood sweetheart, and that relationship's messed up, and it probably has more to do with uh, this relationship with his father and this relationship with his heavenly father and all of this, and he's processing this, and, and it was his grandmother at the funeral that said the phrase, that's the famous phrase, that's the title of the song. She said the, the phrase at the funeral, I can only imagine, I can only imagine how your dad is walking and he's healed and he's whole and he's praising Jesus. And this really became kind of therapy for Bart over the next several years. He would journal it, he would write it, he would think about it, he would, and, and it eventually became the, the lyrics and the title to the song that is written. Do you know that some of the most powerful songs, some of the most powerful ministry that will come out of you is during seasons of hurt and during seasons where you don't know exactly what is going on. And one of the most powerful uh, scenes in the movie, I think, is when Amy Grant, they're, they're uh, kind of resurrecting her career, and she's on stage, and, and she's supposed to sing the song. So he, he wrote it, Bart wrote it, but Amy's supposed to sing it. And they start into the, the intro, and Amy stops them, and she says, Bart, you, you come on up here. You've got to sing this song because only you can sing this song. And I got to tell somebody this morning that there is ministry in your life that only you can sing that song. Somebody else may have a better voice. You may think they're talented or more educated or have more money. Uh-uh. God says, I gave that song to you. And so because of that song, there's somebody at your workplace, in your school teenager, in your neighborhood, in your circle of influence, there's somebody that only God's song sung through you can touch. And so that's why we're so passionate that every person that attends CFA is in ministry. That's why we've put this whole growth track together. The growth track is all about you discovering inside of you what that song is and us helping you to deliver that song to a needy and hurting world. God's at work behind the scenes. The second thing that God is doing during your season without a song is I believe he is revealing Jesus to you in a greater way. He's revealing Jesus to you in a, in a greater way. So verses 67 and, and following, this is now what Zechariah says, nine months, silent, nine months, he's scribbling some things down, nine months, he's, he's playing a really good game of gestures or charades, nine, nine months unable to speak, and, and this just flows out of him. The first words after he says, this is my boy, this is John, his name will be John, and then he says, then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. 
now we will all be saved from our enemies and from those who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so that we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness for as long as we live. This is fascinating to me that what Zechariah says is a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Think of this. Zechariah didn't have the New Testament scriptures that we have to t today. Zechariah didn't come to a service about Christmas at CFA Church. He didn't have the Gospel of Matthew. He had some kind of obscure writings of Zechariah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Isaiah. And yet it was during his season without a song where he couldn't talk that Jesus, that God begins to download in him a revelation of who Jesus is don't miss your season of silence. Don't miss your season of silence. Have you found that to be true in your life that sometimes it's when you feel like things are taken away from you on the outside, that's where God begins to reveal more of his promise and his plan and about Jesus to you on the inside? Don't, wait, don't waste that season. God is, God is at work during these seasons. He's revealing Jesus to you. He's revealing life to you. Dig into his word. Dig into the scriptures. Zechariah obviously knew these scriptures. Here's a great prayer to pray during a season where you feel like you're without a song. Jesus, show up. Jesus, show me more. Jesus, show. If you can't even get the, the phrase after Jesus, Jesus will work. Just saying his name, just Jesus, help. Jesus, come to me. Jesus, show me something in my life. Thank you so much for joining us. Here at CFA Church, it is our deepest hope that you have found the place that you can call home. For more information about this community or to find out how you can connect, simply head over to cfachurch.com where you can plan a visit right from the website. It is our prayer that you will continue to love Jesus and change the world. God bless you.